0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky, and this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from five to nine, this is what you missed.
1: This is uh, day two for some students and day one for others. Notice yesterday I was out uh, roaming around, and uh, it was pickup time end of the uh, school day. And some of these school parking lots look like the massive parking lots that GM drops all their built trucks in <laughs> when it comes to all the parents picking up their kids. I thought to myself, now, my children are, are, uh, are in their 20s now, so long past school. And maybe it's something, and you might know this because your kids are still young. Did pediatricians along the way all of a sudden figure out that children shouldn't use their leg muscles until they're in their 20s? Is that why none of them walk anymore? <laughs> like, it literally, if you're afraid of your kid getting hit by a car or injured on their way to school... So you drive them every day. I think there's a better risk of them getting injured at the pickup and drop off
0: it's with uh, all the vehicles roaming around. It's a crazy point. They call it the kiss and ride now. And it's uh, and it's such a crazy system because, you know, it, while it looks like complete chaos, mm. everyone is expected to line up and either drop or pick up their kid right there on the school property and then loop around and off they go. And, and like in one way, out the other way, and that's it. it. Uh, all directed, but you're right. Like there's a lot of it's dropping off in school.
1: Insane, and and I also wonder too if you're in the car business, uh, if you uh, build cars for Toyota or Honda or GM or Ford or Mazda or any of them. Why is anybody making sedans anymore?
0: You might as well, it's all pickup
1: trucks and SUVs and minivans.
0: You might as well wake up with an ejection seat because yeah. you need to get them out quickly uh, in these things. And yeah, you're right. I think generally, I think its it's not, I don't even think it's so much a safety issue. I just think we're all lazy. <sighs> like, we don't walk anywhere anymore. You know it, okay, and I could be looking at
1: this through rose-colored glasses. Maybe I hated it when I was a kid, but now I look back at it and think, "Oh, I enjoyed it." But I do remember, you know, with my friends that were all kind of in the same neighborhood, and we had all walked together. um there was a whole thing about like meeting up every morning. Gabbing on our walk to school, gabbing on our walk home, you know, sharing stories, uh, breaking each other's balls, uh, talking about girls we liked. It was like a whole, you know, because once you got into class, you couldn't do any of that. Right. It, it, It seems to me that there's something being lost, just the exercise alone. There's something being lost in the fact that we don't allow our kids. And I've seen it within my own family. I have family members, not my immediate, you know, relatives, Their children grew up in residential areas, no main roads, where their school was. It was literally a walk up their residential street, across another residential street, and the school was right there. Never walked once. right. Dropped off and picked up every day. Yeah, I. You know, it's so bizarre.
0: I remember being dropped off at school in the morning sometimes, uh, and and I, I was literally like a block away, like like really close. But it, bad weather was that. No, the reason? I think it was just a timing issue. Yeah. Like you know, if I was up late in the morning and my dad would would drive by on his way to work sure. at that time, so it was just. You know, convenient for the entire house, I guess, to get everyone else out the door at the same time. Right. But I would always walk home for lunch and walk home uh, <laughs> after school. Um, and I think you probably see more of that as well. The only thing I can think is that school starts at completely different times for 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 so many. Now that where is some of it, it like our my kids start just after eight o'clock in the morning, whereas I think all of us were around nine to three thirty when mm-hmm. we were kids, so maybe
1: we were our parents were go- like my dad was out of the house probably before eight a m most mornings. and if I didn't start till nine then right that was my problem but I don't think he would have driven me to school even if he started at ten a
0: yeah. i can only think that maybe like for the morning drop off, it's a scramble, but you're right, the afternoon pickup is in, in chaos. In most cases.
1: Yeah, and and where, aren't these parents
0: okay nowadays
1: with COVID? Maybe you know more parents are at home, so they can skip out of the uh, the living room office and go get them. But when life was normal, who the hell was picking up these kids? Yeah. Are people at work?
0: Uh, no, because because uh, that nine to five is you know basically dead well and look before before covid look at a costco parking lot at yeah, 11 o'clock in I guess the morning so. and it was rams though
1: look at the blue jays when they're in a world series run in the middle of the week and <laughs> yeah. a game's at two in the afternoon Forty-five thousand people in there yeah I, I i don't know it's maybe it's laziness maybe it's the concerns that we have and the, the helicopter parenting I, whatever it is it's this weird thing now like a do, do any of Evan and Christian's friends walk to school? Do you know, do they all get dropped off and picked
0: up? Not all. Um, and, and like Christian's riding his bike today, I think. And, and like our kids will walk. Uh, generally not walk because, you know, I know for Evan, like he wants to walk home with his friends, mm. but they all live kind of closer to the school mm. uh, than we do. So like the last little bit, he's on his own. So he's like, ah, I don't want to do that. No. Sometimes he'll go back and walk with his friends to their place and then call for a ride later on. All right. I'd <laughs> be like, when well, you walk to your friends, walk home. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh,
1: it's it's just it's just strange to me the whole a concept of the pick
0: up and drop off. But it's not my problem. I don't have kids. I don't have to deal with it. And it could be too that that there are just. You know that that spread, the sprawl of where that school zone is, because mm. ours is quite far. Is like it? there are some that just it wouldn't physically be possible to walk it. Like a kilometer. My, like, my
1: high school was a kilometer away
0: right. from my house. Uh, well, yeah, that's high school. But I mean, for for oh, yeah, young kids, elementary schools, I some can be more than that. Right. Really, okay. depending on what, depending on your school situation where, and where you're going, because people choose their schools now too, right?
1: Now, again, and the world has changed since I was a kid. We only had one car in the family, and most most homes nowadays have two. Um, so my mom certainly wasn't going to be getting up and, and walking with me to school every day and then walking home herself. But I do remember, like in kindergarten, I remember it specifically for quite a bit of kindergarten because I would have been like five. My mom would walk me to the school, and it was uh certainly not a kilometer, but it was a, it was a pretty good hike um and, but I think by grade one. I'm sure by the beginning of grade one, I had two or three friends on my street, and that was it.
0: We were walking on our own; yeah. we had it figured out. Yeah, I, I know at our school. I, I, it is quite amazing. Like it is an absolute traffic jam, yeah, and a poop show in the in the afternoon at pickup time. And there are like six or seven buses that are leaving too. Wow. So it's, it's not all parents driving them. There's buses going to and from.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just the way the world is now these days. It just seems to me like it's a it's a bit of a shame. But then, yeah, maybe maybe if. Uh, you know, uh, seven-year-old Craig was standing here, I'd be like, shut up. I wanted him, right? You just couldn't do it. There was a list put together of uh, common socially acceptable things in 2002 that are not today, okay? Things like calling a man metrosexual because they take care of themselves. Right. Can't be doing that anymore fat-shaming or body-shaming. Gotcha. It's funny, I go back, as I've said in the past, and, I, and I'll watch old sitcoms um, from the 80s to now. while well, I'm getting dinner ready. They're in the ba- on in the background. And a little while back, I stumbled upon My Wife and Kids, which was a Damon Wayans sitcom okay? Okay. for about five seasons in the probably late 90s, early 2000s. And there's a lot of stuff in that that I went, whoa. There's Asian accents. There's, you know, from from black people doing Asian accents. There's definitely fat shaming going Uh on. There's a lot of it. And I was like, wow, you know. I still laughed. Right.
0: (laughs) I will admit I laughed, but
1: I also realize it's wrong.
0: All all of this could be encapsulated by just saying, you know, it's... It's not okay to offend people anymore, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like at one point it was like I don't care if I'm being offensive or not. Now you're kind of called out on it.
1: Yeah, I would say though, I I don't think we should go through life. One of our problems now is we're afraid to say anything in fear of offending
0: somebody. I I
1: don't and it's where comics are having an issue right now. I I don't think in in this job, definitely,
0: we, we offend people on a daily basis.
1: I I have uh no um concern about offending anybody i know where the line is i know things i can and cannot say right but an opinion is an opinion and if my opinion bothers you you can call me out on it i'm not going to apologize for it because it's my opinion unless i'm saying something very sexist uh racist you know but you should you should never feel shame in sharing your opinion or fear sharing your opinion And I think nowadays we're because everybody calls everybody out on things. Look, okay, if you don't like something, if you don't like something we're doing or you don't like something on the TV, of course you can tell us. Let us know you're not happy. But we still have a job to do and we have to do what we feel is right. And if you don't like it, turn the dial.
0: The only thing I'll say to that, though, is you say that you shouldn't fear sharing your opinion. Uh, While no, your opinion is yours and you're welcome to it, if you are going to share it, you you have to expect you know or you should expect now that not everyone's going to agree with it. Right. So if you would rather not have the argument, or then you don't have to share it. Some people some people just need to learn to just shut up. Mm. It, it's it's really uh, something that you know we because we have so many avenues to share things. People think they need to share all the time. You don't have to. Mm. And you can just sit there and. Read, mm-hmm. take in, or better yet, just do nothing.
1: Well, and I, you know, this this gives us a, a little bit of an opportunity, I think, here uh, for listeners who have debated us on many things uh, over the years. I think that um, one of the things we do, and not to pat ourselves too much on the back, but. We really do take a different opinion on a lot of topics. And, and I think that is based in reality because I think you and I look completely different at the world on almost all topics. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, you know, I, there's very little you and I agree on uh, on any level. <laughs> Even when we do, we find other ways around. To yeah, do it. Well, which is good. Yes. And sometimes on this radio show, I will say blue. And so Lucky will immediately say black because there's no point in both of us agreeing on blue. It's boring, right? So even sometimes Lucky will go in a, in, a, in a position and in a direction that he might not actually agree with or I will do the same, but at least it gives us some opportunity to debate. And debate is good. And and I don't mind debating with our audience. What what happens nowadays is I will say it's blue, and somebody will email or text us and say you're the biggest a hole. Go f your whole family. It's not blue. Right. You
0: know, yeah. It's it's this over the top extreme. Well, and 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 here herein lies part of the problem I think as well is that yes I do that sometimes. It's because I enjoy watching the steam come out of your head. <laughs>
2: And and, and it makes it funny
0: for the people who are listening because they'll call or text and say, hey, are you guys okay? And it's just needling, right? And and we know it and we do it for entertainment. What some people don't realize is the same is happening on social media, right? right? And they have some people that do it, some bots that do it, Mm -hmm. right? That... Really just express a different opinion opposite to yours to get you going. Yeah. And, it, and some people can't figure it out and go to extremes because, because of it. Yeah, and you certainly do know how to get under my skin. <laughs> but
1: we've also, you've developed characters, right? Uh, for a, you watch a television show and a lot of the people who are on a TV show will have distinct characters. Seinfeld is the greatest example of that. Everybody had a role to play and they played that role to perfection. Somewhere along the way in this career of mine, I decided that ranting was something I was good at. I got laughs for it. People cheered it on. So I kept on doing it. So that's kind of my thing. And so I'll go way over the top on something, right? And, and Lucky's more of the middle ground, which is good. And much like your arguments with Maria, even when you
0: know you're wrong, oh, yeah. you can't stop. It. No, and I'm almost always wrong, <laughs> but I just keep shouting. Uh, and you know, we were talking about things. This all started with things that you know might not be appropriate anymore from 2002 to now. Mm. One of them uh, we've seen as of late is ageism. Right. Right, yep. and uh, and what's interesting, you shared something with me I think yesterday about the cast of Friends, mm-hmm. and and their ages now, right?
1: Yeah, so every member, uh, cast member of Friends, is now older than the first season of the entire cast of Golden Girls. Right, and I laughed at that because I am currently watching Golden Girls, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Jennifer Aniston is now older than. Anybody on that show, oh, yeah. when you go back and you look at it, it I mean, the
0: youngest cast member of Golden Girls, something like that, something like that. Yeah, they're yeah. all,
1: old. anyhow, they're all older now than the, in- I believe it was, they're all older than the entire cast of Golden Girls from the first season. Right. Yeah,
0: what blew should- my mind about that show, by the way, was that B. Arthur was older than Estelle Getty, yeah. who played her mom. Yeah. And they were
1: all dressed like just ancient women. Right. They, they dressed them up like they were in their 80s, but they were in their, like, 50s. <laughs> Anyhow, it's still a funny show. It does well. Uh, it still holds up in some ways. Uh, Fox Hawks were the mullets of the 2000s. That's oh. not acceptable now. I all think right. It's just a style, isn't it? Hanging out at the mall for hours. Is there still malls? Do people go to malls anymore? There are, There
0: are. I do like them all. The kids go to, uh, my kids, they're just kind of getting to that age now.
1: Yeah, you go hang around in the food court and, and uh, shoot the poop with your friends. Uh, fat shaming, body shaming, calling on the phone without texting
0: first. Right, yeah, that was something that in 2002 was just like, starting. We were still calling people. My yeah. kids don't even know a phone can make calls.
1: Yeah, <laughs> when they hear it ring, they're scared. Right. Being in chat rooms, this is something that was socially acceptable in 2002 and uh, not today. And something that I'm still rocking, frosted tips, not cool anymore. And, of course, this one, for sure. Saying that's gay as an insult. You just can't say Right, of course anything. not, no. And, and, and you shouldn't. So, anyhow, there you go. Some things to consider before you open your pie hole. Men think they're doing way more housework than they really are. yeah we're we're a tad delusional probably um a survey looked at how much housework men and women in relationships are doing and the two sides don't seem to agree shocking either women don't realize just how much guys pitch in or men think they're doing a lot
0: more than they really are right might be a combination of both probably
1: um, this study also found women are still doing almost twice as much around the house as men, but so for they they picked some uh, some household chores and discussed amongst couples, laundry came up, and almost all women say they do most of it, but only half of men agree okay so if if you were to take Maria and I you and Adrian and sit us down, right. And say, okay, Lucky, how much laundry do you do compared to Adrian? She
0: would, she would say almost, I do almost all of it. The majority, right. And then you might say, from this survey. The only difference is Maria would be right. Oh, she does it all. (laughs) I don't even know where the washing machine is.
1: But I do all the cooking and almost all the cleaning up. Well, that's not true now that we have Daniel and his girlfriend back. Gotcha. They, they do the cleanup after dinner. But, um, but yeah, I do all that. So. Yeah, I, I think, and maybe my house is completely different from, from yours or others, I my, and I maybe I'm delusional, but I, I feel like we all pick our chores, we pick our lane, and we stay within it. Okay. Now, does Adrian or Maria have more lanes to drive in? That's than... what I was going to ask next, yes. Well, okay, in my house, yes, Maria does all the laundry, but I do all the cooking every day, so is that even? I think so. Uh, I cut the grass, I shovel the snow, I put out the laundry, she does the gardening, uh, we both clean the house. I think we, I now, maybe again, I'm delusional Would you on equally? This. You say you equally clean the house? Well, we, we have this weird routine where, like, if I spot the bathroom being messy, I'll get up the ambition to clean it. Okay, you know, she'll she'll all of a sudden think the living room or something needs vacuuming. She, like, there's no, we don't have a set schedule. You know, right. it's Saturday, we've got to clean. It's just, it's, it's randomness as you go through your day. Gotcha. Um, so, I don't know. That, that seems to be how we do it at our house. Would you say it's similar at yours, or
0: are you more of a couch star for a while? I mean, we each have our lanes, but... <laughs> Hers kind of looks like the 401 through Young. <laughs> Mine like a, an Amish road of some sort. <laughs> and that seems fine. But everybody seems fine? Uh, I don't know if everybody's fine. <laughs> Every now and then someone will point out that uh, this place is a, an absolute mess. What what really is the, is the kicker in all this is that the kids aren't doing enough. Mm. And, and sometimes instead of having the argument... We just clean it up after them to begin with. I, like, know, I keep reminding them, like, dude, we have a dishwasher now. Mm-hmm. Get your dishes into the dishwasher. It's not that hard. Yeah, you know. And if they are even able, able to bring it to the kitchen, yeah, you know, like the summer has just been brutal. We be downstairs all day long playing xbox and youtube and whatever the hell they're doing mm-hmm. and then you go down and you find like a pile of dishes down there and i would lose my crap over that.
1: oh yeah well, I, we used to find a pile of dishes and little booger nuggets all over the place lovely oh sure because they're playing picking their nose and just spreading it everywhere. Right. yeah children are the worst uh-huh they're literally the worst
0: but i'll say something like you know i i cut the lawn right Yeah. that's you know that part of my chore task is to mow the lawn now I mean, it's happening less and less as the season goes on. In the spring, it seems like a chore because it's the first few times that you're doing it, right? And yeah, I'm like out there, you know, weeding and fertilizing sure. and all, everything. It's it's great. You know, by mid-August, I think I've cut it once.
1: Really, There's, eh? Yeah. See, and it's not like you're on three-quarters of an acre. No, it's no. A, it's a pretty f- small front yard. Yes. I mean, you've got that hill up the side to deal yeah. with. But even, the, but even the backyard's not that Not big. bad, no. So I'm still doing it weekly. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm a little anal, and I live in a neighborhood with a lot of seniors. you got to keep it up. I, gotta, yeah, I look bad if I let it go. Right. Um, this is a good one, I think. Budgeting and paying bills. Okay. Half of women... And half of men both think they mostly handle it. Oh. Now, I, there's another great... In my house, I do that all. That's all me. I uh, yeah, Same here. But again, I don't blame... I don't... It's not that I don't think Maria can do it. I don't like the way she does it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she would get through it. Right. But I can't stand the way she does it. Yeah,
0: Adrian would admit that I, I don't. Like if it were up to her, I think things would crumble. Mm. Right, and right. and just the organization of mm. it and doing it. Now that being said, I'm I'm guilty of the bills come in. I see them, I put them like into my calendar or an app that I have that, right. that, that tracks it all, and then I just leave them out. And then oh and really? That's the the issue of where do they go because like that's the one thing when you when you still have some paper mm-hmm. bills most of them are all switched to online now
1: so but, you you have a desk for all this right uh not really okay you got to find a cut here's what you need
0: this is what i do i had a cubby at one point yeah but then it's like you know like, do you have to keep this stuff well like, i get you, rid of them piles yeah. up right yeah it does i listen i i go back
1: uh, a year and any bill, like the hydro bill from this time last year, just right. keep them about a year. Right. Then I then I toss them all. So um, but I just have this big clip, and if I've got like, and you know, I'm like you, I got still a few paper bills. Most of them are through email. So there'll be two or three uh, of these pieces of paper in a clip in a cupboard, so you don't see them.
0: Yeah. You just anyhow. <laughs> uh, I got some in one room, some in another, or some, <laughs> some in some the car. The <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, child care. Most of moms say the majority of it falls on them. But very few dads agree. So that's interesting. So when it comes to raising the kids, moms still believe they do most of the work. Right. But most dads say, no, I do a lot of it too. We might not be doing as much, but we're certainly doing a lot
0: more than our fathers ever did. Oh, yeah. And I think we want credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's why we do it. To say that we do more than our fathers ever did. But we do want credit. That, well, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Look, look what I did. I tied their shoes. Right. Give me sex.
1: <laughs> a lot of younger people have moved back in with their parents, certainly during the pandemic. And uh, when some parents were asked about kids moving back in or not leaving the house at all once they're of a certain age, two-thirds of these parents who were asked say, yeah, they're... They're still there, and it's funny. I was having a conversation yesterday. I was at the grocery store, and in a shocking turn of events, at the wine kiosk, and I was talking to the lady who uh, was working there, and uh, she was telling me a story about her daughter, who's 24 and still living at home. And I said, "Well, that you know that that still seems young." I said, "I've got a son who's 28 and still living with us," and but for for many reasons outside of just like it's not laziness. They're saving money and working and doing their thing. Anyhow. She said to me, she said, uh, oh, yeah, my my daughter's working, and she's saving to move to the Bahamas. And uh, I said, well, that's amazing. And then this other lady was standing behind us, uh, and she heard that. She goes, oh, yeah, my son and his girlfriend are saving to move to France. Oh. And we all just started talking about how the world has changed in that, you know, it was just never I... I never even thought that way as a young person. I really, you know, this is going back not that long ago, into the early 90s I got uh, I fell in love, we got engaged, we got married. It was just you worked, you got married, you bought a house, there's and maybe it's the cost of things now or or and I think this is terrific. There's just an opportunity now, maybe through the internet, social media and such, you can really research things, you can look into things. There's an op the world it's an oyster it's 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 open to young people. you can do as you please mm. and i and I hope uh many parents promote that and don't you know um, out of their own concerns of not seeing their child or their own fears of their child getting lost in the world, promote that like if my kids said they were saving to move to the Bahamas. I'd be like, okay, get a big enough house
0: because <laughs> I'm coming to visit. Save a lot.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be visiting for about three to four months a year. But I, it, the, the world has really completely shifted, and, and I, in that respect, and I, uh, I admire that of any young person
0: who's not just within that box of work marriage house kids right well and that being said i think it's a, a a weird mentality that we have not only in this area but in this country where you know certainly in ontario where, where we don't tend to move very far right mm-hmm. or go very far even those who move out and move away mm-hmm. tend to you know stray to toronto and and not much beyond mm-hmm. that Whereas we you know, pointed out, when you go to the states and you meet someone, they're never from the state that That's you're right. in. That's right. Right? They they move around. Albeit within their own country, mm-hmm. but they move around quite often.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, and I guess the same could be said of Europe, right? You can be from one country to another
0: in a matter of moments. And Much different there is so yeah. how that, that whole union and how international it is. And, yeah, yes, you can you can travel through three or four countries in a couple of hours.
1: And and certainly, again, with the Internet, you know, you can now sit down and go, okay, what would it take for me to move to the Bahamas? And you will get a whole series of information on, yeah. on how that is accomplished, whereas in the early 90s if I I'd have no clue where to start on how to find out how to move to the Bahamas and not that it even once came into my mind yeah I know I, I lived within I think that box and I think the internet has changed that well, a lot it of also because
0: in the, in the early 90s had you gone there right if you had gone there straight out of high school yeah you you'd have to get there and then look for a paper to find the classifieds to right. find a place to live yeah you got that all set up already you book
1: it here yeah, no, it's it's a it's a great time if you're if you're young. It's uh, I'm almost jealous because uh, that idea to me just seems so exciting and new. And you don't have to follow that old trend of house kids, and you can do whatever the hell you want and keep at it. For Helinda's meets, look who joins us. It's Ted Reader. Good morning, Ted.
2: Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Morning,
1: Ted. How are
2: you? I am doing great, man. Doing great.
1: Kids go back
2: to school today for 45 minutes. They got a PA day yesterday. Wow. The education system's rocking and rolling. (laughs) Those teachers
1: need a break. Oh, right already. Yeah, that's right. So, Teddy, this time of year, for many people, it's preserving season. I know that at our house, I was just telling Lucky, my kitchen island looks like a food processing plant. We're preserving salsa and uh, jalapenos, and we're pickling uh, cucumbers and pickled onions, and, of course, making tomato sauce. Um, I would assume a man who loves food and loves to cook. Would enjoy uh, preserving as well, or is there preserving you do in the fall? Some tips to preserving so that it's going to be great all winter long and to add to your food.
2: Um, well, that's thank you. Uh, we do uh, we do uh, uh, a fair amount of preserving at the joint barbecue over the over the full season. Uh, we make mostly a lot of different sauces, but we utilize in in June when there was fresh strawberries and rhubarb. Uh, we made. Uh, WTF sauce, what the mm-hmm. f sauce? Right, mm-hmm. and so that sauce uh, was done, and it was a base of fire roasted, fermented whiskey fermented uh, ghost peppers, and uh, we, we made that sauce and added in the, the rhubarb and the strawberry and created WTF, and it was uh, it's pretty good, nice and spicy, and so preserving is a great thing. Um, well, the one thing you really need to make sure is that if you're making sauces. And things is pH and and having the right um, amount of acid and salt in a, in a sauce that you're going to preserve. But with all the vegetables, you can be making jams and jellies and relishes and tomato sauce. Uh, having a bit of salt and and reading the manual. If you've never done it before, Google it. Read the manuals on the uh, on the websites for uh, proper canning and proper temperatures, and follow those uh, instructions to the letter because they are quite important uh, when it comes to keeping it uh, shelf-stable.
0: Ted, I know growing spicy peppers has become just a a religion for so many people. You won't find anything more than a black peppercorn in my house, but uh, (laughs) for those who have lots of those spicy peppers left over, what do you you recommend in order to kind of blend them? Do you blend them together, or do you just preserve them as is?
2: Well, you can. it's best to turn them into a sauce. That's the way that I, I like it. Most people uh, use uh, hot sauce versus fresh peppers in their day-to-day cuisine, right? You have a grilled cheese sandwich, out comes a bottle of hot sauce, and you, you've you got it with it. you got a burger, a bottle of hot sauce. Not right. many people go the route of saying, I'm just going to eat that raw ghost pepper and enjoy it. Um, and there's a way to do it. But the the... Those kinds of peppers, I, I fire roast them, or I smoke them, so it it takes the pepper into a different dimension of flavor. Uh, sometimes I add onions and garlic, but really, when it comes to a hot sauce, I follow the, the the rules of Tabasco, which were three things: uh, really good peppers, salt, and vinegar and and then fermentation and let it uh, and let it age, and then you get what you get. And that's, everybody makes a different style of hot sauce. But I think during a very quick one, it's salt, vinegar, and whatever chilies you've got, puree them. And you can, if you want to keep it as a fresh sauce, it'll last two or three days, maybe four days in the in the fridge. If you want to can it, then you bring it to the boil and you can hot fill it, or you can can it as by putting it in cold, sealing the lids, and then canning it in simmering water.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's what keeps them uh, fresher for longer, because obviously, Ted, uh, with, with store-bought uh, sauces or salsas or jams or whatever, they got lots of preservatives in them, and that's how they land on the uh, shelves for so long. When you're doing your own home preserving, though, of course, you're not using all of that stuff, so they have a shorter shelf life. But if you boil them and do all of that and keep them in a dark space, they can they can last a long time, right?
2: Yes, but you know, even 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 like you, there's not a lot of preservatives uh, anymore in in certain food products. Oh, okay. You have to read a label, right? And like when I make my my retail barbecue sauces, there's there's uh, no sodium benzoate in there. It's a fresh sauce. It's all real ingredients. It's the same ingredients I use at the restaurant, and and to create that sauce and and you hot fill it. And you get a certain shelf life. Most sauces that you make are going to have a shelf life of a year to two years. Okay. And then they're going to lose some of their flavor, and then then you're you're getting into bacteria risks. Um, But really, if it's a well-canned product, I have in my cellar, I have uh, fire-roasted and smoked. Chipotle chilies in adobo sauce that I made, and I think there's a jar in there that's 10 years old.
1: Wow! wow. And it's still
2: sealed, and it's still good. And if I opened it, it would taste great. Yeah. So, yeah. but you know, a two year shelf life is a good is a good amount of time. And but just do the research. The research is really important. Yeah. And if yeah. you're going to do something you've never done before, do the research. Talk to your friends, that kind of stuff, and. And, you know, you'll see some things on, on social media that will uh, entice you in the world of canning, and, and you'll open your mind, you know, just go, uh, put into the search engine canning. Yeah. And then get a whole bunch of stuff, and so you can find what you want to do.
1: And, and Just go to Nana's place. She'll tell you how to do it.
2: That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it.
1: <laughs> so, so you say it's okay, then, if I eat that tomato sauce from 1993.
2: Yes. That's fine? That's yes. good? So- you go for it. Go for it, because we'll have more to talk about after you get off the John.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Teddy, if people want to talk preserving or pickling, which is another big thing, people pickle everything these days, uh, how do they get a hold of you?
2: You're going to find me in social media at Ted Grills. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 Nine. The Rock.